one billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Anamnesis. Noun. The ability to recall past events. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thanks for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. Now back on solid ground, there is so much to take care of. Tana needs to be reunited with Sale, the Mask needs to be handed over to Habina in exchange for information, and Lem needs to be queried. All of this and more in pursuit of Dremlin and Hadik. And with their list of contacts growing, the party will need to be careful who they tell what. Agreements are seen to, information is gathered, and memories are questioned. Join us as Nehemiah, Smolrin, and Jory continue their investigation. The four of you heavily collapse into your beds, tired, exhausted from not just the climb, but everything that preceded it. Whatever recovery rolls you would like to make, you may... I get to make my rolls twice because mm-hmm. of my data sphere connection. Take the better result. Yep. You all get some rest. Well, you all, you all got a decent amount back. Mm-hmm. Jory did not. It looks like Jory rolled uh, as low as she possibly could. I did. I did. <laughs> oh. But it's okay. I forgot how to sleep along with forgetting everything else. <laughs> you get a good night's rest regardless. It's just a matter of whether or not that is a healing rest. You wake up in the morning. Again, the lights in the room start to fade up a little bit. As you are underground, there's really no sun or windows for you to see out of, but the ambient light in the room seems to mimic the sunlight hours. And as that slowly starts to get a little bit brighter by the hour, you hear a knock at your door. I think Nehemiah just kind of rolls out of the bed. Goes to the door, about to open it. Is it? Uh, I said I would be back in the morning. With, uh, yeah. uh, sorry, it's Tana. No, you're good. You're just way earlier. Nehemiah opens the door. Sorry, I really wanted to make sure I didn't miss you all. I no. know that sometimes groups like you tend to be a little more here and there than... Oh, I appreciate it. Come on in. Sorry, I didn't mean to wake hey, you. everybody, Tana's back. <laughs> um, and she kind of <laughs> looks out the door and then goes, come on. And uh, Sale also mm. comes in there behind her. Hi, Sale's um, here. Thank you for thank you for finding my sister. Uh, mm. This was I really can't thank you enough. I, I did promise to pay you, um, and and we didn't really agree on anything. But I was I was able to to scrape up about 
30 shins, if, if you'll take that, or I might be able to provide you with uh, Numenera, or uh, I, I know a little bit of information. I'm, I'm a part of the guild. I might be able to provide you with some uh, info about people around town or something, or things I've seen, or um, or or a cipher or two. Um, I, I just want to say thank you. Asael, you're so panicked. It's okay. <laughs> we'll reach an understanding. Hmm. Actually, we might be in need of some information. That's um, the one. Okay. There, there's folk around that we kind of need to get a beat on. You know, we actually came out this way kind of looking for someone. And turns out they may have been closer to here than we anticipated. Like all over here. Yeah. So uh, okay, you might um, be able to give us some insight as to where this individual is in a uh, convenient and discreet manner. It would be much obliged. Um, who, 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 are you, who are you looking for? Nehemiah just looks to Jory. Um, his name's Dremlin. Scary dude. Probably incredibly off-putting. Lots of tagalongs. One of those people you just get that feeling you need to avoid. What 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 did he look like? Can can you is there was there any defining features? Tall, big, facial scar, general vibe of maliciousness. I don't have a lot of information. Like you said, that that did he did kind of give off a, a weird vibe, right? But I did I did see him a while ago at this point, so I'm sorry that it wasn't like recently, recently, but he, he was in, in the marketplace. He was talking Oh, to that, that old inventor. Oh, what was his name? Um, Kalen. He, the guy who, who walks around with his inventions and keeps trying to sell them to people and, and claims that he's, he's going to sell things to the governor one day. He was talking to Kalen. That's good to know. I think that's all I know about him, though, unfortunately. Oh. Hmm. It's more than nothing. It's certainly more than we had a couple minutes ago. Didn't we talk to him already, though? He had like a cloud machine. He had a cloud machine. He he was just an NPC. It was, you ran yeah, into it was on the just street. like someone you talked mm-hmm. to. I don't think he had mm-hmm. any information or anything. You didn't ask him for anything. He didn't ask oh, you no. for anything. No. Yeah. No. I didn't think we'd. I thought we talked about very cursory things if we had at all. Um, it was really just the cloud machine that he was trying to sell to the governor. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Oh, you said you had Numenera, possibly. A little bit. We were trying to get a, you know, a shop going together. Um, so I, I have a couple of things. Is there anything you were looking for? Or maybe I can help source something for you? Honestly, if you have anything that would help to make somebody disappear or travel distances or anything that might help with people trying to fly under the radar. Fly under the radar. Um, I think... Let me see. He pulls out a little data pad that looks to have a list of different items on it. He seems very proud of the fact that he has this little mm-hmm. inventory list with him because he was love- just accepted to the guild mm-hmm. and he like has his little business going now. We love a man with a list. <laughs> I have what's called a cloaking pin. It's a cipher. I, I don't have it on me right now. Um, but if you were to come back to my shop, I could get it for you. This is something that allows the user to be completely invisible and silent for a minute. Uh, but if you do something to like reveal your presence in, in some way, like uh, you know, hurting someone or like doing something with Numenera, uh, it, it stops working. That might be useful. Less so for me, but for others in the group. I think I'm good too. I've got some sneaky bits, but um, Nehemiah. Yeah, that uh, 
honestly, that would be probably uh, pretty helpful. Well, uh, would you like to come by our shop or should I um, deliver this? We got a couple of things to get taken care of today, but if you could drop it off back here, that would be just phenomenal. And really and and truly, thank you. I, um, it means a lot to me that, that you helped me out without a lot on the front end of things. And if you ever need anything else while you're in Sturthall, please just let me know. Mm-hmm. Will do. Thank you. Tana's kind of just standing behind him, smiling and nodding. Yeah. Anything you need, let us know. And they both leave. All right. All right. <sighs> well, how's everybody feeling? Better. Better. I think it's about time we did some investigating. Yep. Anybody need a code name refresher? Uh, oh, oh, yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Brex nods. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Not because they need a refresher, but because it's a good idea. Yes. They right. know the names. Yep. Smallrin, you're Kaylin. Uh, I'm Aveline. And uh, Jory, you're Era. I think it might be a good idea to go find that inventor and see what it is Dremlin wanted him to do for him. That is a very good question. I volunteer us to do that (laughs) all right (laughs) um we also have this and uh, nehemiah holds up the mask we also have this that needs to go back to our benefactor Hmm. well why don't we do that first she hasn't given us information yet right she was waiting for us to bring the mask back yep specifically the information that you asked for was who in the lexicon is Dremlin working with? Mm-hmm. That was the piece of information you were looking for. Gotcha. And that is what she said would cost more. And that we might want to have before we go asking questions of others. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, I think Sale was pretty safe to talk to and pretty appreciative of what we did there. But one would hope. Beyond that, we may want to keep a, a tighter guard. I'd like to check on them at some point too i'm kind of worried i don't want our um association with them to put them in any kind of danger sure head back to that bar then and you head back to the jaded ale house does anyone remember what drink you're supposed to order the fizzy aeon priest fizzy aeon priest there it is i'm taking notes this season (laughs) (laughs) rin i think that's what you should order the next time you want to order a cocktail (laughs) I'll I'll let them figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, I have a name without a drink to go with it. I would like you to create this for me. Incredible. You walk into the bar and Krenheld, the bartender with the flashing buttons and fancy waxed mustache, greets you again. You order your fizzy Aeon Priest. Mm-hmm. And again, he kind of raises an eyebrow, but nods. I can do that too. We can all do that. We can all raise an eyebrow. Mm. Mm-hmm. After about an hour, mm-hmm. you see Habina walk through the door, again, wearing that very thin but strong protective armor everywhere, mm-hmm. but her hands and face, and she takes a seat across from you. I take it, then, that this is an indication that you've been successful. Wouldn't bother you otherwise. Nehemiah just slides the mask covered in, you know, like a piece of cheesecloth or something, Mm -hmm. something just kind of so it's not like out there. She will lift the cloth and inspect the item carefully. She doesn't put it on. She doesn't do anything with it. But you can tell that she is very carefully making sure it is what she asked for. 
You all are rather skilled, it seems, at least in terms of finding things. Well, now that you've paid your part of the deal, I should hold up mine, I suppose. You're looking to figure out more about Dremlin and his connections here, correct? Uh-huh. Yes. Before I go just spewing information, tell me, how much do you know about the lexicon? Enough. That doesn't really tell me anything. Why would it make a difference how much we know? Well, I mean, if you get yourself killed by barking up the wrong tree, I guess that's not my problem now, is it? I suppose not, unless you tattoo your name on one of us. And I don't think there were plans to do that. <laughs> no. Just be careful. Don't go around asking questions in places you aren't sure you're going to get a good answer. All right? Yes. The lexicon works in chapters. Small, loosely based groups of people who do different jobs. Some of them last a long time, some of them not very long at all. It thoroughly depends on the job and the individuals that are a part of it. Mm -hmm. Dremlin somehow ingratiated him to a very high up member of the organization known as The Saint. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's a little less funny when you meet them. Oh. What's their deal? They have one of the longest standing chapters in the entire organization known as the Congregation. Has a whole kind of religious thing going on here. Okay. The names of the people in the lexicon are all nouns. The something, right? The names of the chapters follow a similar convention, but with collective nouns. Mm-hmm. And the highest ranking members of each chapter are the ones who get to pick their names, so. Hmm. He became part of this group. Okay, why? Oh no, he did not become a part of it. In order to become a member of the lexicon, that's a completely different scenario. He just somehow became connected with this person, either did them a favor or ah. found some way to be in their good graces. I see. But hmm. that is who he was working with while he was here. Gotcha. I see. Any idea where he took off to? Like I said before, I know he headed west, and that's all I know. Fair enough. I suppose there's nothing about his intention that can be gleaned. I know he was looking for powerful things. That's the sort of thing I also deal in. Any connective tissue, anything that forms a pattern that you'd see, since it's similar to what you do. For a little while, it seemed like he was looking for control devices of some sort. Mm. But after a little while, sometime before he left, he started focusing more on storage devices, I believe. Memory, maybe. Mm. You said he'd, he left going west. Yes. I wasn't in town when he went away. I have my own things to see to. But he was going west, yes. I'm curious as to whether or not he was leaving because he had gotten everything he wanted, or if it was something else. I couldn't tell you that. No. And he had uh, entourage with him. As I stated last time, yes. I will describe Lem and see if that rings any bells. No, that... That wasn't anyone that he brought with him, I don't think, no. Though that's possible that someone that he picked up while here... But when I first encountered the group, that wasn't someone that I noticed. Let me see. And did they leave anything or anyone behind? Anything else that we could look at or talk to? Or If they left a person behind, I'm not aware of them. But again, I wasn't keeping direct tabs on him. 
Fair enough. I can just tell you about the connections I know that people have made. When we first started talking here today, you were doing a lot of hedging about wanting to go into the saint. They got a bloodthirst or something? Not quite a bloodthirst. They are just... They have a very keen interest in making sure that everything in this city goes the way that they want. And they have plenty of strings to pull in order to make that happen. Mm. They aren't always the violent sort, but have no problem doing so if the needs are there. Don't give them a reason, then. Correct. Noted. Have any of you had any large-scale interactions with Aeon priests before? Uh, Why do you ask? Because that's the kind of demeanor they carry. I see. With a good splash of condescension. Hmm. Are they, in fact, an Aeon priest? That is up for debate, and it depends on who you ask. Fair. So posh, self-important, with a stick so far up their butt that it's coming out their mouth, and they're willing to beat me with it if they want to. That is not an untrue description. I got away with words. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And if we um, were so inclined... How would we go about reaching out to the congregation? There's usually at least a couple of members of the congregation that keep watch outside the main city center. There is a couple governmental buildings as well as your typical temple to the order of truth and things like that. There's always a few of them floating around. I think that answers all the questions I got. You two got anything else? I think that covers it. Well, I'm glad to have been assistance then. And if you do ever make it out to the beyond or wherever she's found herself now, do tell Adriel I said hi. Noted. Yes, we'll do that. We'll do. We'll do. Before Habina leaves, she does say, and if you do need any other information, whether about Dremlin or anything else, you know how to find me. Ah, we've got to get more masks. (laughs) You know... We do, but I tell you, they hate it when we order that. I'm just throwing that out there. They give us a look and a half. Krenhel just knows that I don't like being bothered for Mm. mundane and idiotic things. Gotcha. I don't consider any of you mundane or idiotic. At least not anymore. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And you do get the sense that, like, although she means business and isn't, like, ready to just give you information willy-nilly, there might be a little bit of, like, a, okay, I like you a little bit. Yeah, you're useful. Got a job done in, like, less than 28 hours. That's pretty good, all things considered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So next step, then. Seeing one of two ways we can go about this. We could either head on down to the city center, see what's up there, or we could talk to Lem, because Lem was working with your brother. And if your brother hadn't in, maybe Lem does, too. Maybe Lem's riding off on that. And I have a feeling with this little thing and... Nehemiah holds up the memory chip that has the file, the shin file. The shin printing file? Yeah. With this guy right here, maybe, just maybe, we would be uh, able to get some introductions going. There's also that inventor person. There's that. I'm less inclined to go down that particular road because he sounds like a loon. And also, if we stalk to him first... Loons don't tend to have the most tight of traps. It's very true. I would agree. We should be careful about the order of operations. Exactly. I'm down for talking to him, but maybe that's a chitter-chat on the way out of town. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So, Lem, then city centre. Thinking so. Uh, but first, uh, rainbow challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Jewelry again. Yes. I'm not going to stop you, but I am going to sigh a lot. Okay. I will point out the amount of time it takes to recover from might be better spent in tracking down information about your brother. You're not wrong. (laughs) You're still going to do it, aren't you? I mean, all work and no play makes Jory really, really grumpy. (laughs) I'll save it. I'll save it for if we're going to go to bed again. (laughs) All right. So you all are going to talk to Lem, is that correct? Yep. You know of two places that they have been, either in the restaurant that is in the hotel here, or you know where their room is, because Jory and Smallren went and talked to them mm. there. So where would you like to head? Probably restaurant first. I'm famished. Might as well. Mm-hmm. You head down to the restaurant, and they are serving like a breakfast brunch kind of spread at this point. Breakfast meats and like hot grain cereal kind of stuff, some pancakes and baked goods and things of that nature. And again, the same array of juices and pressed vegetable drinks and things like that. Um, And you do see Lem kind of sitting in the same place that they were previously eating some sort of like quiche dish. Mm -hmm. How do you want to play this? Because I am feeling a bit feisty and I kind of want to slide in next to him and so he can't go any place from his um, his booth. I will say feisty in a public place might draw attention that we don't want. Quietly feisty. Subtly feisty. Angry-eyed feisty. (laughs) I mean, keep in mind a couple of things here. One, code names. Two, they don't know about the relation between you and your brother. We've been playing that pretty close to our chest. Mm-hmm. He had no reason to tell us about that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to let him know exactly what this is. I'll show him a handful of the shins that I printed so that he can see exactly what we're talking about. And then from there, once we have his gratitude, we can go ahead and lean on that. Keep the feisty. Keep that energy. We might need it. Okay. You're going to have to do the talking. I'll just stand there looking intense. Yes. <laughs> Small you remember back to the conversation that you and Jory had with Lem, and you remember that Jory really bungled the code name scenario and gave both of your real names to them. Oh, Maybe a little late for code names. We can stick to our story, but I believe Jory may have already let that slip. All right, I'll see if I can cover. We can just say that the other ones are our last names. I was actually, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, those are just your last names. Those are surnames. It's fine. Voila. I would perhaps not place emphasis on it at all unless not. Lem brings it up. Absolutely. And all then, right. yes, gaslight. <laughs> gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> Completely out of, again, <laughs> out of game. What had happened was that Jory goes, oh yeah, hi, I'm Jory. Oh wait, Smallrin, we should have used code names. <laughs> Great. It's literally what she said. <sighs> Great. Just so you know. I had completely forgotten that. Thank you, Zan, for <laughs> reminding Just us. Just so everybody knows what mm-hmm. happened. Where we are in the scenario. Perfect. All right, cool. We slide on into the booth. Well, hey. Oh, hey. Welcome back. Here we are. Successful then. Oh, 
I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. All right, what'd you get? <laughs> Nehemiah smirks, taps bit bit, and like out of bit bit spits the little chip and slides it over. And then Nehemiah reaches into his pouch and pulls out one of the shins and slides it across. What if I told you that on that thing right there, there is a plan that if you go on back down there, there is a room that we can show you on that map that'll let you be able to print as many shins as you want. Just straight printing shins? Just straight shins. We printed like a couple hundred, deleted everything off of there so nobody else uh, can, even if they stumble on the room, they might not think to do it, but this will just let you do it. You'll be able to run this city in a matter of weeks if you do this quietly enough. We'll have to send someone else down there. You won't be able to do it alone. It's going to be a team effort, but either whoever you want to serve or whoever you want to serve you, they're in your pocket. I'm going to be honest, that's not what I was expecting for you to come back with at all. I was expecting a handful of ciphers, maybe an artifact if I was lucky. I'm going to be really honest, also not what we were expecting. But we're not long for this city if we can avoid it. So you're not sticking around to go back and use it? Exactly. Any catches, caveats, anything I need to know about this? It's not the safest way to get down there. We're talking a solid 3,000 foot drop. I've seen it on a map before. I haven't been down that way, but I, mm -hmm. I've seen it on a map. There's a construct that's down there. Lakra, old uh, Aeon Priest tech. What? Oh, They're solid. They're not going to hurt you or nothing. Stay out of their way. They'll stay out of yours. They're honestly, genuinely very helpful. I had heard about a rogue robot down that way. Is that the same one? Not rogue anymore. We fixed it. Although, don't do any damage to the structure. It mm. is there to protect that area. I'm not here to smash anything. Mm. There was also a null cat. All right. Your typical dangerous ruins then? Yep. Oh, and some shin spinners, but they're, you know, just more clever than you want them to be. They're downright annoying. That's what they are. Yeah. They helped us fight the null cat. That's surprising. Normally they like mischief more than help. We ingratiated ourselves. <laughs> Y'all are a strange sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Finding ways to print shins, making yourselves friends with shin spinners. Mm. Fixing a robot. That was an easy fix. It just was, it doesn't matter. Anyways, I was wondering, since I think you and I can both agree that we have um, over-delivered on our end of the deal. I would say so. Give us just a little bit of information between the, you know, four of us doesn't leave this conversation, of course. Sure. All right. I've heard rumor that you've been working with a fella named Dremlin as a late. Is that true? Can't say I've ever heard that name. <coughs> I'm just uh, biting my lip, uh, looking like a puffed up fish over my uh, Bordeaux waffle that I've ordered. Mm. No, was working with, uh, doing some work with the lexicon not too long back. I don't touch anything to do with the lexicon. That's a death sentence. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Maybe he was working under an assumed name. Era, you're the only one who's actually seen them in person. Uh, can you give a physical description? Mm, tall, big guy, grumpy face, scar on his eye. That one. Ring a bell? Not really, no. Ah. Sorry. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. I feel like somebody like that might stick out in your brain. You're right, and I don't think I've ever met anyone matching that description. Hmm. All right. Little entourage. Um, can I, 
make an intellect roll to kind of see if he's trying to pull the wool over our eyes on this one? Yeah, yeah. Make it intellect. And do you have anything that's like seeing through deception? Or All lies social or interactions. Amazing. Yeah. So go ahead and use that skill then. Yep. That is going to be a level five intellect roll with whatever skills you would like to use to apply. Okay. We're going to spend four. I hit success with a 12. Failure with a five. Nehemiah, you see that they're starting to get agitated. Mm -hmm. That's kind of easy to pick up on. Jory, from what you're able to pick up, it doesn't seem like Lem is trying to hide anything. <laughs> okay, last question I have. I don't suppose you have a twin, do you? No. Just check. Am I, are you mistaking no, 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 me for no. someone? It's, What's... it's a quirk that I have, I ask everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say, <laughs> is there anyone you can think of that might be trying to put about the information that you were working with Dremlin and the Lexicon. No, I don't even know that name. I. It's okay. And if anyone's trying to say that I work with the Lexicon, then that's just, mm. that's downright false. I, again, I don't, I don't. All right. And, and as they're starting to get a little bit worked up, I'll say that all of you can notice that there are five marks that not quite glowing, but almost like changed color a little bit on their face, almost looking like a scar that's suddenly like coming a bit more to prominence. Five marks, one on the forehead and then four more up the side of their face as though someone had grabbed them with their hand, thumb on the forehead and other four fingers up the side of their jaw and onto their temple. Do I recognize these kinds of marks from anything? It's nothing that any of you recognize from mm -hmm. your various connections with various people. Okay. But it definitely looks like the placement of a hand sure. on someone's face. And the more that Lem gets kind of worked up about this of like, because they definitely feel like you're accusing them of something. Sure. Um, they, they kind of become a little bit more prominent and visible on their face. All right. Just a question. Right. All right. No worries. Sorry. Didn't mean to. Didn't mean to press and pry. It's just I've got one more. I've heard tell that there's an individual that came through here a little not too long ago named Serratus. You ever deal with him? What's What's the group he's with? In name, at least last time I ran into him, he was running a circus and taking less than savory jobs on the side. I ain't sure if he's still doing that, but that was his M.O. as of a couple of years back. I, I'm not sure if that's the name or not, but I uh, heard about a couple of people taking uh, s some jobs from, uh, from someone that was involved in something like that. Uh, but there's supposed to be a circus coming into town the next couple of days. Mm. Really? Yeah, there's, there's a flyer and like they point to the wall and there's like a poster kind of like on like one of those community boards, mm -hmm. you know? Some things never change. Right. <laughs> Uh, coming soon, the great bonfire games, death-defying stunts, and mind-blowing magic, all by the light of the enchanted flame. Does this uh, have some familiar buzzwords? Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. And then it, it also lists, like, some people, like, you know, featuring Calcine the Stone Skin, Surge the Human Lightning Rod, and the unmatched Aerialist Imperial Wing, all presented by your most incendiary host, Scald. Oh, they... 
taste. That is exactly what you note is that your name or your this your performance name used to be in mm-hmm. the world's like best aerialist, the unmatched aerialist uh-huh. uh, line, and you've definitely been replaced. Mm-hmm. Oof. Ouch. Yeah, no, that is under Nehemiah's breath looking at the flyer. Like, <laughs> son of a man alive. Okay. Tears the flyer down, folds it up, pockets it. I don't know whether or not they're connected, but um, there, there was a, a name passed along. I think it started with an S maybe that, uh, I don't know, I didn't take the job, but, you know, people were looking to find things for this guy. Mm, yeah, that sounds right. Okay. All right, well, again, sorry for getting under your skin. That's that's okay. Best of luck with that. I'm pulling a party together to dive on back down there. Um, I don't think we'll yeah. be around for much longer if we can avoid it, but... Uh, yeah, you know. well, um, best of luck to you, and uh, thanks for holding up your end of things. Mm-hmm. If you had to guess what you're most skilled at in the world, what would it be? Finding things. I'm a delf, just like you. I just... In case there was anything else that you were, you know, very confident in doing. Okay. Maybe uh, figuring out how to get out of places. I I don't know. That's all. I find stuff. That's all. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Enjoy your shins. I will. We all find what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. They actually leave you, put a couple of shins on the table, and get up and leave. Anybody else see that? Yeah. Pretty sure their memory's been blocked. That's my suspicion, at least. I didn't even think about that. Just guessing. Not a bad idea. I don't know how or with what. Habina did say Dremlin was looking for mind control artifacts. Well, there's a very good chance he found it. That's the last thing that we need. It explains why Lem is still here. Dremlin wouldn't have left witnesses behind, but it's much cleaner to just make them forget. I don't even know how we'd begin to get that memory back. I don't know if there'd be something important that he specifically wanted to take away, or if it was just his presence in general. Well, we are planning on talking to that inventor. It's a long shot, but we could always see whether he's done anything with memory retrieval. I want to hold off on bothering him again if we can avoid it because we're making a couple of leaps based on that i think they're good leaps but i don't want to poke the bear as it were i agree all right well we can go talk to the saints or we can go talk to the inventor this in mind i have a feeling that talking to one might be as dangerous as talking to the other what all do i know about the saint. The saint is as Habina described them. Someone who relatively high up in either the like religious or governmental structure. Someone who has a lot of pull here and there. Doesn't like getting their hands dirty. Sees himself above that kind of stuff. That's why they have such a long-standing chapter of people doing the work for them. They are very condescending in their attitude of things, but also has this demeanor of what you would think a very stereotypical religious order member, you know, the, you know, welcome in my child and we'll take care of you here, that kind of style of trying to get to know people. In terms of the jobs that the saint normally would have the congregation do, it ranged a lot, but 
almost always they had to do with either something very high profile that only someone higher up would have the access for, or they seemed to be incredibly mundane, just really random stuff that why would they want that? Or why is that something that they would take a job on? So either things that made a whole lot of sense or either things that made no sense and not much in between. The motivations of the saint in some cases, very, very clear, other times, very clouded. I think we should talk about this perhaps outside. We want to just go back to the room. It's not a bad idea. I think mm. that before we do anything, there's some information that we all should have. Head back down to our room, and Smallrin basically kind of gives you that that kind of Cliff Notes description mm-hmm. of how this works, who the saint is thought to be. I don't think that Smallrin has ever met them in person. Um, mm-hmm. Through the organization, my chapter did some work for them less directly at some point, but I, I've never actually been in their presence. Also, the important takeaways, I think, are this is someone with a lot of power, even without the lexicon, Mm. which means that they could come at us from either side of the law if we mess this up. If we ask too many questions, there's the potential that we get hauled off by the thrin for asking the wrong thing at the wrong time. That's true. And I've always had my suspicions, given the odd nature of the jobs carried out by the congregation. It feels like they're being directed by someone who has no way to differentiate between what is an important job and what is an errand. They don't want Mm -hmm. to do it themselves, so they ask help to do it. Whether it's simply picking up groceries or eliminating a political rival, their sense of proportion feels off. Mm-hmm. Has, before this point, Smallrin told anyone that she was a part of the lexicon? I, I know it's been hinted at. <sighs> it's been at, hinted but, like, at. I don't vaguely. know that. I don't know that she's actually told them. So you do you tell them and then give the information, or give the information and tell them? <laughs> I think she gives all of this information and then realizes that there's no real reason why she would know all this that they know of. Um, We're just sort of staring at you with our mouths open. Yeah, like... Uh, Wait. (laughs) I I will close this little information session by saying that, yes, I do know this because I was at one point a part of the lexicon. Oh, that makes sense. I would have hoped you'd have figured that out by now, but just to clarify... (laughs) I had an assumption, but you know... I am going to stem whatever outrage you're feeling, Jory, by pointing out that we've all been, in some capacity, part of a criminal organization. You just didn't know what mine was until now. That is... It's deeply weird that that, that, that that is a commonality for all three of us. Do you have a twin? Thank you so much for listening to episode 97 of Imprinted Echoes and Amnesis. 
As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes or on our website, imprintedechoes.com. On our website, you can find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd like to thank Katie, Trent, and Savani for their continued support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review on whatever podcatcher you use, and tell a friend about the show. As always, you can find our hosts on Twitter as well. Myself at Covered in Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And of course, be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thank you once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zane Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.